فروش And as Wednesday morning rolls around once more, you, you are listening to Animal Central. I'm Sharon Dale. I'm here with Jonas and Claire. And we're back to talk about more things furry, very furry things today. Yes, it's our favorite day of the week is yes. always Wednesday. It's officially Absolutely. halfway through the week, yes. almost halfway through the day. Yes. Nearly there. Yeah, we're nearly there. We're and nearly uh, there. today we've got such a happy show. I'm really happy. We, we have a, a Labrador in studio. We absolutely. Harry's here. And, and he awesome is dog. huge. He's, He's not huge. what you expect from a Labrador. He's beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. No, but we'll speak about him. He, he was rescued and mm-hmm. he's had a few weight problems when he was, so he's a huge boy, but what a honey. Well, that's one of our guests is Labrador Rescue yes, coming Labrador in, Rescue. in, in, in just a moment. And then we have a celebrity guest today. Yes. We haven't had one of these in a while. We I think haven't. the last one we had on was Damon Calvary. That's true. And before that, we had Casper de Friss. Casper de Friss, who it's so exciting. I must tell you, we're putting our, uh, June edition of Canine Zone to print today. And Casper is our special celebrity feature. Oh, no way. Awesome with these dogs. Alfreda and Kent So if you want to know All about Casper He's so funny I mean even his interview It's hysterically funny But he's got such a love For dogs mm-hmm. so You know every something. Friday When Casper has his show mm. I mean at least twice a month He brings both he his brings dogs in with. But he only brings them in If they've been to the parlor And they look respectable oh. No, so if you want to read more, that'll be on shelves in June the 16th, I think. So we got Casper in there. And talking about our guest who's going to talk about his love for cats, mm-hmm. um, we've kind of been missing out on the cat yeah. people we for have, a while now. We are. But I want to tell people out there who, who want to find out more about how to take care of their cats. I came across, in fact, uh, the site Kitty Cat is, is run by a wonderful lady called Jenny Ferreira. She she used to work for me a couple of uh, years ago, and she went on to launch her own cat and cat rescue um, a digital magazine, which is absolutely fantastic. So the aim is to help educate people, uh, cat owners, new kitten owners, um, who don't know much about cats and those who want to learn more about. Lots of cat stories, medical advice, tips from vets, which is always useful. So if you want to read more, go to www.kittycatmagazine.co.za. And the great thing about this, Jono, is that a portion of all advertising goes to Animal Rescue, which is, you know, that is something very dear to my heart. You've got ourselves, Canine Zone. We raised a lot of money in calendars to go back to rescue. Uh, Animal Talk magazine does a lot. They do a lot of events. They do uh, premier screenings. All the monies go back to rescue. And I think that's so important. If you're actually putting out these magazines to give back in some way, um, it, it really is worth it. And, and these shelters and that desperately need funds. So even 10 Rand can, can buy a tin of dog food or cat food, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kudos to, to Kitty Cat mm-hmm. uh, and Rescue, well Cat Rescue Magazine and Animal Talk. And then, you know, we're hoping to do at Wodak, we always do res, uh, raffles and a calendar will come out again this year and all these proceeds go back to shelters. Well, uh, you know, Wodak is the, what, the World of Dogs and World Cats dogs Expo. And, cats, yes. and I think it's taking place the middle of July. Correct. I know correct. you're going to have a stand there for Canine Zone. Yes, we certainly are. And um, we're going to be doing lots of raffles. 
schools and mm. things like that to to raise funds for the various shelters. And we're trying to trying to broadcast from there. Um, nothing definite, but oh, we're, I'm super we're waiting that to see. That happens. But you know, like all the animal lovers from across Africa, mm. I mean, people travel from yeah. other countries just to, to come to this expo. Well, it's normally about twenty thousand people mm. that come. It's the biggest there. one in Africa yes, that there is. is. So yeah, I'm really looking forward that is to that. Exciting. It's just the planning. Oh, mm. the planning to get there and to get everything in place. Mm. And, but that's going to be great. But there's going to be something for all animal lovers. Dogs, cats, horses, yeah. uh, birds, fish. Yeah. There's going to be koi. Yes, there. the koi. Yeah. They've got a special yeah. koi. It's, it's such a lovely day out. It really mm. is. You can get mm. great food. You can, this, and hopefully we'll be there and we'll interview some of our listeners about their love for animals. Mm. So yeah, well, later we'll get stuck into uh, Ben Karpinski of the Gareth yes. Cliff Show. Yes. Uh, he, he is, you know, he's the Big sports guy, mm. but he has this cat that he loves more than life itself, I think, <laughs> which is very weird. Uh, and the, the cat's name is Meowsers, Meowsers, which I think is hilarious. So yeah, we'll find out what makes him such a cat person because yes. he, he's not much of a people person. I always say that Benny is sort of a, a lone wolf. He doesn't really belong to a wolf pack, you know, in the yes. office. He's a very standalone character, and I think that's why he loves cats, because they're very independent. They don't need yes. sort of uh, affirmation from other people. So, I think a lot of people who own animals will say to you they'd rather be on a desert island with animals than people. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Because, for sure. you know, that's just the way they are. I mean... But it's going to be great to find out how he chose the name, obviously. Uh, yeah, of and, course. and you get dog people and cat people. How, yeah. What's the difference? Where does it come from? But then on something a little bit more negative, you yes, found the this story. This is a story that's gone global. Now, what happened? I mean, we do an animal show every week here on our radio station. But this guy in Denmark took it upon himself in his radio show. Mm-hmm. To try to get the message across about animal rights and animals being treated fairly. Yes. So what he did was he brought a rabbit, a little bunny, uh, into the studio. Uh, he took a bicycle pump yeah. and he beat it to <gasps> death on the radio what? show. So let's just check this out. Uh, this sound uh, is courtesy of Fairfox Media as well as uh, Euro News. Uh, try not to get too angry, but let's see what it's all about. Oh, yeah. A row has broken out in Denmark after a radio presenter took a baby rabbit and killed it live on air. The host, Asker Yule, said it was to highlight the hypocrisy of animal lovers. Some critics thought it was simply a publicity stunt for the station, Radio 24 SYV. The presenter said he'd taken expert advice from a Danish zoo before striking the rabbit twice on the neck with a bicycle pump. He later took the rabbit home, skinned it and cooked it for a meal with his children. The radio station drew a comparison with the livestock industry in Denmark, where pigs for slaughter are said to outnumber people. Such animals endured horrific suffering on the way to the dinner table, it said, without provoking strong reactions. Killing a rabbit live on air with a bicycle pump might not be everyone's idea of how to raise awareness of animal rights, but that's exactly what happened on Danish radio. Host Asker Jul later skinned and ate the bunny, named Alan, for dinner. So where's the logic? Well, this is what the radio show host posted on Facebook. We wanted to expose the vast hypocrisy surrounding our relationship with animals. Consumers generally do not kill animals themselves, but we buy and eat animals that have led sad lives. The host said he had taken advice from a Danish zoo over how to best kill the rabbit. He later told BBC4, You cannot say it's terrible to kill an animal and then eat meat. These things are connected. 
The segment, intended to provoke debate, has caused a backlash online. The radio host has received threats towards himself and his family, while a change.org petition is calling for his resignation. Sure. Oh, so there you have it. That is shocking, but, but uh, I'm nauseated by it, but there's a nugget of truth. Yeah. I get what he was trying yeah, to say, we eat meat. but I feel like... He did that after the fact. That's I feel sh- like oh, that's shocking. he killed the rabbit on his radio show, mm. and then after the backlash, he said, "No, this that's is why, why I'm doing it." it. Yeah. Because to get your message across about eating meat and how animals are treated, but then mm. you, mm. I mean, an, a rabbit wouldn't be have been treated that way in a slaughterhouse. Oh, I mean, no, you don't beat it, it to far. death with that's, a bicycle sh- pump. Oh. I'm speechless. It's, I mean, that's just shocking. I mean, sure. It's very disturbing. So, But a lot of people do say, you know, we complain about animal rights and all the rest, but then they go out and they, they buy pork and, and, and mm. meat, and these animals are treated terribly in the mm. slaughterhouses. So what is the difference, I guess? Mm. It's like people in uproar about horse meat. If you eat a cow or a calf in, in venison or something like a veal, mm. what is the difference? If you're going to mm. eat meat, what is the difference? But yeah. oh, that's taking it a, a bit far. That's horrific. Well, the story's gone viral. Uh, uh, yeah, most I'm of the surprised. main news organizations are picking it up. There's a lot of backlash. Uh, we'll see if this guy gets fired. Mm. I really hope he does. Although maybe his point was sincere. I just felt the way he went about it. It's making people listen, I think. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I can imagine the backlash is going to be quite something. Mm. But, yes, and, and then just, you know, another – on a nicer note. Yes, please. There was that little girl that um, actually she, raised – She raised money now for uh, rhino poaching. Sorry, Sharon. Yes. I've got all your papers on my <laughs> side of the desk. <laughs> I know. She's a six-year-old little girl. Her name is Alyssa Carter. And she decided that rhinos needed help and that she was going to actually try and help. So what she did was for a year and a half, she saved, she collected monies, and she bought two Belgian shepherd dogs that were worth a 100000 each, which mm, I, I can't mm. understand why they were so much. But anyway, but she donated them to the, the Marakele National Park in the northwest to aid in fighting rhino poachers. She's in grade one when she first heard about this this uh, horrible, you know, mm. all the rhinos that are being killed. And um, she said on the, on the show, it hurt my heart and I want to do something to help them. And how much money? Oh, she raised gosh. quite a bit. 300000 it, oh, it, it seems. Um, her father said that they all put their heads together to raise funds and they mm. sold chocolates and sweets mm-hmm. to get for a year and a half. Uh, and a sweets company even agreed to make these chocolates and cookies for oh, her yeah. using her picture that she drew of a rhino as the, as the sort of branding on the product. And she says that she's going to do it again to get some more dogs because sand parks, honorary rangers, they do use dogs to help mm-hmm. them track the, mm-hmm. the rhino hunters. And um, Louis Lemos, the head of the honorary rangers, said, you know, they, they were so impressed with what mm. this little girl did. And she's quite happy to say that they're allowing her to come and visit the dogs that she mm. bought. So that's a definite R story. Such a good news story. That's eh? a great story. Yeah, I mean, yeah. especially if you've seen this picture going viral, uh, there's the last white male northern rhino yeah. of some sort. Now, I, I couldn't validate if the story was true, but it mm. literally has four armed guard. guards yeah, around yeah. it. Yeah. It is so disturbing. To protect it. And then we, we're exporting them into Texas, uh, in Texas to yeah. keep them safe. I mean, so how crazy. Sad. In fact, Johnny, you were 
right. She has also she has already raised almost three hundred thousand. Not bad for, for selling sweets and chocolates. Kitty. That is brilliant. We all need to do mm. that. All right. So when we come back, we have Labrador Rescue, and we'll yes. have Gail, Jane, and of course the Harry. Black Lab. Yes, Harry, Harry will be here. Cliffcentral.com. No, no, honey, I'm good. I could have another, but I probably should not. I got somebody at home. Such a vibey song. Mm, Can't awesome, help right? but tap <laughs> along with it. But we're back now and we've got Harry in the studio. Harry is an amazing, huge black Labrador. And with him, you see, we, we introduce Harry first. But with him, we have Jane Hall, who's one of the founders of Labrador Rescue South Africa. And we have Gail Franciscos, who's, she says a volunteer, <laughs> but from what I gather, she does a lot more than a lot, that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot more, yeah. Thanks for joining us today, ladies. Thank you. Let's start by, tell us what you do. What does Labrador Rescue do? We rescue and rehome Labradors all over South Africa. We've got a volunteer in Cape Town as well who does an amazing job. Um, We basically assist people who need to rehome their Labradors for whatever reason. Could be leaving the country, downsizing to a smaller property, a lot of divorce um, cases mm, as well, so financial, uh, yes. financial problems, and then and then the biggest, really the biggest problem is people that don't research the breed, get a couple of puppies, mm. don't train them, don't socialise them, and then when you've got two Labrador puppies, um, redesigning your garden, yes, <laughs> yes, that's when we get the call. The, the amateur landscapers that yeah. we get, but that comes up, hey John, every time we have guests that represent breeds, breed mm. rescue, time and again, people say one of the biggest reasons these dogs end up in shelters is owners not doing their homework absolutely and you know you often find that i mean you you google a dog that's good with children the Mm. first one that's going to come up is a labrador yes and unfortunately the early years are very taxing and if you don't take the time to train them to integrate them into your family to and also to teach your children how to how to interact with a dog it creates huge problems yes because puppies are naughty. Puppies no, are a hard handful. Work. They yeah. are hard, hard work. work. They need yes. a lot of stimulation, I think. And yes. it, like they always say, if they are doing these digging the holes, redesigning your, your garden, uh, it's a symptom of something, yeah. of boredom or whatever it yeah. is. Mm. Yeah. We always say that people see that cute little toilet roll advert <laughs> and they see the responsible, calm guide dog. Yeah. They don't yes. see what happens in between. Yeah. No. It takes a lot of work to get a to lot of work. put yeah. in place with Training and socializing. Correct. But yeah. I feel like Labradors, humans do have a sort of a different connection with them. I, I feel like they trust them a lot more. They're more yeah. used as service dogs, as yes. dogs that are companions. But I don't know why that is. Is there a reason for that? Is it just that they look friendly and they look like family-oriented dogs? They've very, got a very docile nature. Mm. They're not an aggressive breed at all. There shouldn't be any real aggression. No. In a Labrador, mm, yes. um, and they are people-oriented mm-hmm. dogs, very domestic dogs. So that's the other thing. If you if you want a, a guard dog, you don't get a Labrador, don't get a Labby, no. and please don't buy one and shut it out in the garden because it mm. wants to be with you under your feet, where it, you can trip over it all the time. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> now I saw that earlier on. I mean, he's he's enormous, mm. and he was lying there every time I took my <laughs> hand away from him. He's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you stopping? Well, um, Sharon, if you just look on the screen here, um, F. Uh, Mangera, yes. at F. Mangera has sent us a picture oh. of, I'm not sure if it's his or her Labrador. Mish. She says, meet Mish. Uh, yeah, this is also a big Labrador. Beautiful. Labradors are really getting bigger lately, I feel. 
Look yeah. at the eyes. Look at Misha's eyes. And if you look at Harry's eyes, they're so soulful. Yeah. They really are so soft and yeah. soulful. I, I did retweet it at John Sinclair. You can go check it out. And if you want to send us your pics, you can uh, let us know via WeChat or even call in if you want to chat. Tell us about your Labrador yes. or your dog, in fact. Yes, I mean, that would be great. But now Labradors are also highly intelligent, aren't they? Very. Yes, they and, are. And they need to be stimulated because of that. If they're yes. not stimulated, they do become very bored. And that's obviously when your problems come in. Yes. No, absolutely. Like you said, that always seems to come out as a choose the right breed for your lifestyle, yes. what you can mm. afford, what you, what time you can put into it. Yes. Um, and secondly, puppy socialization. Mm. Yeah. And as you say, don't throw them in the back garden because yeah. boredom causes destructiveness. Very and it's one of the biggest problems yeah. we have if we say, you know, do your dog friendly with other dogs, cats, chill. Yes. It's not very good with other dogs, you know. Mm. So people do their dogs a disservice by not socializing mm. them when mm. they're puppies. It's one of the most important things to do. And it's mm. so easy to do. There's Absolutely. puppies Absolutely. Schools everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? I mean, it's one of the things that make it so difficult to rehome. Yeah. If, if you have a dog that's social, likes children, interacts with children, or has been around children, other dogs, that's the dog we're going to rehome re far quicker. Great if he likes cats. Yes. Because then absolutely mm. opens the door to so many, so many different families. But when they're not socialized, those are the ones that sit on our list for much longer. Well, yeah. I think a good starting point if you want to adopt Labrador is to say what were they bred for initially. So then you know. Like, yes, what are they, they are working dogs, are mm, they not? They are working yeah. dogs, yeah. 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 And, and so. that means they need to be worked uh, and stimulated. But now, yes. what kind of work? I mean, we know like collies are good with herding sheep and whatever. What, what is Labradors? What is their main thing? What were they bred for? Originally, they were bred for to assist the fishermen haul mm. in the huge heavy nets. And that is why they have a very thick coat. Mm. Um, and they have an undercoat, which has uh, partly been bred out now over the years. But they do have a quite a thick undercoat, it's almost um, like water repellent. Yeah, in the yeah. Water. Okay. which of course sheds all over your floor. <laughs> um, so they they do shed. Quite a a lot. Okay. We can't we can't actually deny that. They, I, I've got a few Labradors, and I sweep up a complete new Labrador every morning. Yes. You could knit a jersey. Yes, with it a, few. <laughs> a few, a few jerseys. Um, so they they were used for fishermen. So they're a big, robust, tough, strong dog. Mm. Um, and then they were used by the gentry in the UK for retrieving game on shoots. Oh, okay. Um, so the pheasant and and rabbit and that sort of thing. They were sent they had out what to they retrieve. call a soft mouth. Very soft Absolutely. mouth. They can be used for retrieving. So they don't damage the game. And that's right. what they were used for then. And they of course now... They also have webbed paws, which yeah. comes from oh, the new really? Fantastic so in water. Fantastic in water and a big, and a big otter, what they call an otter tail, which helps them steer in water. So they love water. They adore they love water. water. And the friendliest Labrador is a wet Labrador. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sure. Especially comes nice and like, rubs up against your leg, yes. gives a good shake. <laughs> yes. Now I've seen them at Walkhaven. Yes. They always make a beeline for that dam. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> They're in there. They're in there. But he, he, now, now tell us about Harry. I mean, you were saying that when you got him, I mean, he's a big boy. We'll post some pictures he's later. Huge. <laughs> But he's yeah. very placid, beautiful nature. Oh, he's, hey? he's awesome. Here he comes yeah. again. He's but now he's actually, uh, they were telling me he's lost a lot of weight mm, hey? yes. since you <laughs> rescued him. Story. He, he came to us at 62 kilos. Um, wow. It was an unfortunate rehome from um, a home where there had been quite a few dogs kept in a, basically in a kitchen and not exercised. Um, I think the owner had had a, a bit of a um, problem health-wise. Mm. And they had been left and they weren't exercised, but obviously still fed. So there were three Labradors on the property. 
which we were able to take off. And one of them has gone to a wonderful home in Neisner. One has been home to one of our other rescuers' daughters. And Harry came to me because he was so large, we felt that we needed to drop some weight off him before we homed him. Yes. We thought we, there was no way we were going to home a Labrador at 62 kilos. Whoa. And Jane over here, she's our best foster failure mom. She <laughs> says, okay, no, it's fine. Um, we'll start to look for home from when he's lost 10 kilos yes. and then he lost 5 kilos and it was all of a sudden, okay, let's make it 20 <laughs> kilos. Uh, needless to say, that won't be happening. No, no, no. I don't, I, I really so don't he's your boy he's, now. I think he'll stay with me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much weight he loses. But no. you were saying that you've got him on a special diet, a, a Hills diet, yes. and you're exercising him? Yeah, Hills um, sponsored us Metabolic, which is a special diet food, which has helped really helped with his weight loss. And then he's also been sponsored. He does swimming therapy every Friday oh. um, with um, Emmy Lou Rivers at Paws, Claws and Wings in Sunning yes, Hill. Yes, yes. So she's helped us a lot as well. When he first went swimming, he couldn't hold oh, his weight up. He would have drowned because he had no muscle tone. But now he swims around quite happily. Yes. No, because I could see he's still, he's still got a bit of meat on him. No, he's definitely. still got a way to go. He's like a big brown bear. He really is. He's, ad- <laughs> he's adorable. But now tell us, how many dogs do you currently have? How many Labradors do you have up for adoption? We usually work between thirty to fifty dogs on our on our list at any given time. Um, sure, that's a uh, lot. Yeah, it's a hell of a lot. Unfortunately, we don't have our own premises, so we try and home directly from one home into the other, yes. which does help alleviate stress on our dogs. But if we cannot keep them in a home, um, in the existing home until we rehome them into another, we use Badham's kennels in four ways. They're extremely good to us and they're fantastic with a dog. So we use them there and we, we put them there until we can rehome them. Yes. Um, we do always look for foster families. So if you want to foster, that would be great. We, we do prefer our dogs to be in a home environment. Yeah, it's much absolutely. better for them. You know, kennel environment is always a high-stress environment, sure. no matter how sure. amazing the kennel is. So um, we don't, you know, Badham's is fantastic, but we'd also love some more foster families. Yeah, if anybody wants to foster, please. So how does, we've spoken a lot about fostering. How does that work? You volunteer to take a dog into your home yep. until it is homed. Basically. Or finds a forever home. Sometimes sure. sometimes we will take a dog in and it hasn't had its vaccinations. It's one of the things we always do. We uh, we update their vaccinations and the deworming. And obviously if we if we want to put a dog into Badham's, they cannot take a dog from us that's not fully vaccinated, obviously because sure. they're a boarding kennel. They yes, need to protect yes. their own dogs in there as well. So it's sometimes it's a short term board where somebody if somebody could just keep a dog for a couple of weeks for us until we can move them into the kennels if we feel it's necessary. But obviously first prize if if somebody could foster a dog for us yes. um, until we home it, that would that's amazing. Because it's in a home environment. Yeah. And you do hear of a lot of foster what they call foster failures. Yes. That's someone who's fostered <laughs> but then said you ain't taking my dog. Absolutely. <laughs> do you get a lot of that? We do. We do, and we that's do. great. That's great. We you know. And it also takes the pressure off the person. You know, because you know, you do get people that say, I I, I want to try try and take a Labrador, but what if it doesn't work? Yes. We say, well, you know, it's we don't like to use the word try on APRO, but right. take the dog, see if it fits in because it's a big ask. It's a big ask sure, to bring see if a it new fits dog in with your existing dogs and your yeah. family, right? Yeah. And you know what, that's also being responsible. You know, those are the families that are being responsible, saying, Look, I don't want to take on a dog and then you know 
what happens if it doesn't work? They mm. need to know that we're going to be there and we are there. We, we're there for the dogs, but we're also there for the families. And, yes. You know, we're there for whatever they need, whether they need advice or help or behavior assistance, anything they need. We are very, very lucky to have um, an animal behaviorist who works okay. with us. She's also one of the founder members. Her name is Ruth Botts. Yes. And she, she assists us. In so many different ways, um, we don't often have behaviour issues, but if there are any settling issues or anything like mm, that, then she's there. She's, she's available. Yeah, I think that's the perfect way if you if you're looking to adopt foster and then mm. yeah. see sort of how have it a works trial out. period. Yeah. yeah, but I think whenever you bring a new dog into your home, there's going to be adjustments. Yes. Mm. You can't expect it to be perfect. The dog has to find its way around, get used to new yeah. smells and new things. So you can expect some sort of upset, and maybe yeah. you yeah. don't just give up too soon. We mm. always say. Give Give the dog at least two weeks, good two weeks yes. to settle and find its, find it where it is in the household, especially if there's mm. other dogs and cats and children, obviously. So two weeks and then you've got a very good idea mm. whether it's going to oh, settle. Going to and settle. I mean, Labradors, you know, they're, they're adaptive dogs and so they, they tend to settle very quickly. Yeah. Yes. And, and are you finding more are Labradors being up for, yes. for rescue? More really? and more and more. I mean, if I if I can say that we get on average three to four dogs a day that we need to rehome. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean we we're very lucky. I think in the past two weeks we've managed to home ten dogs or so. Wow. Um, so we're very lucky. We 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 do generally rehome quickly. Yes. Um, but unfortunately there are more and more and more dogs. Uh, a lot of financial rescue. issues. Really, I was going to say, what yeah. is the biggest cause? Yeah. Can't yeah. afford to keep the yeah, dog it's anymore. Very sad. Yeah. Or they're moving. You see, moving, it's so easy. You can take a dog out the country now without a problem mm, to any, any country. But the problem is the cost. Is the cost? Yeah. Mm. It's very expensive. I think as a breed, though, the Labradors are luckier because I think more families would go for a Labrador. Yes. So they have a higher chance yes. of getting a new Absolutely. home. Yeah? Absolutely. So it's lucky for them that they are so beautiful and yes, you know, that they so would, popular. Yeah, that they yeah. would get home. Dream. But that is just so concerning. I mean, yeah. you kind of wonder, oh, is a difference being made out there with all the publicity and the stuff on Facebook? And But when mm. you hear that three at day yeah that is just uh, unbelievable so it's it's actually getting worse yeah it is i mean to give you an idea in the past um two weeks or so we have it's been a bad two weeks Mm. or three Mm. weeks for us really really bad weeks one week we took in 21 puppies i mean 21 dogs 10 of those were puppies uh one mommy that was in cape town um, it, we've had an extremely bad. It's interesting bad that you say teams. most of them are for financial reasons. It's, these people don't want to give up their dogs. I'm no. sure they love, and I'm sure it's very tough to it's come tough. humble it's yourself and say, it is. I, "I can't do Just this anymore." It's heartbreaking. And but I think it's better for the dog that they come to you as absolutely. opposed to. Absolutely, we'd far absolutely. rather that than a dog. Perhaps gets dropped off at the SPCA exactly, because yeah. it's got a better chance, really, of yes, finding a home. Of finding us. a home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was reading somewhere that they were saying all the dogs and shelters in this country to get them all homed, a family of four would each have to own seven dogs. Mm. Crazy. And that is that is crazy, and it comes back down to too much breeding, yeah. Yeah. backyard breeding, puppy mills, which yes. are flooding the market mm. with dogs, and there's just nowhere for them to go. Yeah. No, mm. no, and um, you know. You do have responsible breeders out there. They yes, you do. Absolutely, you do. And we, we can't take them off the grid because then we wouldn't have any, any real breeds anymore. Correct. But the backyard breeders are a huge problem. Yes. If you're finding a Labrador for 500 Rand, 2000 Rand, 
you must ask yourself questions. Where's it coming mm-hmm. from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially the, the breeders that um, won't let you go to their premises. Yes. Um, yes. Well, I'll meet you halfway. Um, no. Yeah, be that's careful. A, that's really be careful, be careful of that sort of thing. That's red flag material. I think right? yes, price. You're looking red flag material. Where they advertise, yeah. you know, if they're advertising on junk mail or something, be very yeah. careful. We heard a story this week of a Schnauzer breeder that had about 200 dogs. Well known Schnauzer breeder. Oh yes, we come heard out that. Now. Familiar with yeah, us you now. know the yeah. one starting with the R. Yeah. Um, and they've actually uncovered this huge Schnauzer. Now, where do 200 Schnauzers go? It's a lot yeah. of dogs. That's a lot of dogs. These are so, little dogs, you know, mm. that have been mm. raised in in horrible um, mm. circumstances. Oh, believe me, there's a lab breeder that does exactly really? the same. And mm. Unfortunately, these are the kind of breeders that you'll never get to stop. Doesn't matter what you do, mm. they will go under a different name and carry yes, on. Yes, carry on. But I mean, when you go to the website and it's got, um, what day would you like your puppy delivered to mm. you? Puppy one, two, and three. Uh. Yeah, yes. Dodgy, no, they're yeah. warning signs. I think the only way to stop it is firstly, like Bane Animal Trading's trying to do, Absolutely. stop the sale of puppies in pet stores because that's where they yes. sell them. Uh, and then stop the online advertising. And uh, look, you're going to pay more at a reputable breeder, but at the Absolutely. end of the day, mm. you're getting so much more. You know, labs at the moment are... You know, you must expect to pay from from a proper breeder in between seven and ten thousand rand. Yes. Sure. Unfortunately, the chocolates have become quite fashionable, so those are more expensive. So, but then you, you but then you're for. getting all the checks, the yes, temperament checks absolutely. they've been checked for. I think labbies uh, do get hip dysplasia, hips, hips it's elbows, checked, eyes, right? Um, so they're doing the checks, the X-raying. Um, yes. So what you're paying for is a, is a, a puppy a that's healthy, been yeah, yeah, given the right puppy. food from from day one. Right. So those 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 breeders are not the problem. It's the the backyard yeah. ones. Well, it's so important, isn't it, to always see the parents yes. when you go sure. collect the dog. Yeah. Okay? And uh, what signs should you look out for? I mean, that they're happy, that they're not being overbred. What, I mean, when you are looking at those parents, is there something you should take account of? If you go to see a registered dog. Mm, well, yeah, I from a reputable breeder. Yeah. yeah. Well, they will always be happy to show you the pedigree of parents, both mm-hmm. parents. They'll be happy to show you the certificates for hip checks, eye checks, mm-hmm. all those things. They will have there, and they will give you copies when yes. you take your puppy. Um, the puppy will be vaccinated. It would have been dewormed. It will Microchipped. be microchipped. Yes. Um, so those are all the things that you're paying for. And I think also that that breeder expect the breeder to check you out. Absolutely. Yes. To do Absolutely. a home yeah. check. Yes. To if find really out, cares. yes, can you afford to yes. look after the dog? I, have, I used to breed Kuza uh, Registered Labradors, and I, it was like a sort of interview. People used to yes. get quite mm. irritated with me, but that's a little puppy that I've bred. It's been in my home for seven, mm. eight weeks, mm. and I want to know where you it's going. You want to make sure. Yep. Yes, mm. and I think they also give you recourse that if you can't afford, they will take the dog back. Yes, mm. absolutely. Mm, that's the difference, and that's the same with us. I mean, really, if if we rehome a, if we rehome a dog, and for some reason that family cannot continue to look after it, whatever reason, it it doesn't matter. Please let us know. Yes. We don't have a problem. We'll take that dog back. That's it's not a problem, really. How can people help you though? 
Volunteers. Volunteers. Money. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of money. We wow. were just saying that earlier that, you know, at the end of the day, even 10 Rand yes. will help. I know wow. cash is tight right now for everybody. Mm. Every cent. Every, Every cent. cent helps because I'm sure you've got vet costs, food bills we have, to cover. Yeah, we have wonderful vets. Um, the guys at Poolsoft Vet. Oh, yes. Grant and Daniel. They, they are amazing. Yeah, heroes. <laughs> I hope they're listening. Yes. So do I. No, we salute them. They do a lot. So There's they, a lot of vets. Without them, we help. couldn't operate. We really couldn't. So, so do these, these vets actually provide you with free services sometimes? Not free, but rescue rates, okay. um, which really helps us. Mm. Four Ways Vet also helps us out. Mm-hmm. And we've got a couple of vets in Pretoria as well. So we're always looking for vets that will give us... That will Rescue help. rates. I see there's a lot these days that is actually helping. And yes. a lot of the dog food uh, companies, like you said, Hills, yep. um, Montego, I know uh, there's a couple that actually help Bob Martin. Mm. They do a lot. And, and they should do. Absolutely. They really should do. If you, if you're out there and you're making your money out of doggies, give something mm, back. Yeah. You know. You know and we'll provide them with the exposure as well. I mean, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we want to thank all or everyone that sponsors us, be it Hills, Paws, uh, Claws and Wings, mm. Badams, Paul's Hoffet, mm. Four Ways Vet. Mm. We want to thank them and we want to yes. thank well, all you our know, volunteers. I think um, after the show, I think we'll send you the link to the podcast and then just send it to them so that they do know that, that they know that they were publicly no they do need to be publicly yeah. thanked because yeah. they they really do help a lot and people need to know about it so that they can support them in For return sure. yeah all right uh, ladies it's just before we wrap things up we have to address something um, mm-hmm. we are having some technical issues uh, i've even got some messages here henku says it sounds like you guys are talking inside tin cans what's up with the sound mm-hmm. so uh, we did have our technical engineer in here that was all the commotion you heard in studio if you picked up on that uh yeah we are sorting it out but just bear with us i don't know if you know i i heard it it did sound mm. rather it sounds odd. like we're talking yeah. inside the toilet or something <laughs> yes i guarantee yes. you are not inside the toilet i know i, I just i don't notice i'm distracted by this beautiful boy lying <laughs> oh, at my feet so. this is just to me that's home a labrador at your feet yeah. in front of a fire in the winter that's home and you know what that's where they'll be Yes. Really, it doesn't matter how many acres of property you have, your mm-hmm. Labrador is going to be stuck under your feet. Yes. Expect to trip over him in every <laughs> single doorway. <laughs> Expect him to accompany you to the toilet. Expect him to go everywhere yes. with you and give you those puppy dog eyes when you leave the home because he mm. wants to come with. Yes. Your doggy soulmate. <laughs> Absolutely. So now if people want to get hold of you, so you need volunteers to, to what, come and take them for walks, help out where they can. Do you do education in schools and events? Things like that. We are doing an event this weekend. We're going to Matters Dog. Oh uh, yes, we have day. to talk about Matters. Yes, we are very, very excited to be there. We have a lot of prizes to be won. We've got an awesome raffle. Again, awesome sponsors that we've got. Yes. Um, his and hers gifts from Land Rover and Cas Lingerie. We have so many things going. Uh, we even got an elephant safari. Yes. Um, what else do we and have? Mutters is going to, we were saying earlier that Wordex, one of the biggest, but I think Mutters is going to be a big one. I will post the details on Canine Zone when I get back to the office at about half past one ish. Please get there. It's in Krugersdorp. It's going to be an awesome day. It's this Saturday from, I think it's 10 until 7. 
Yeah, we are very, very excited to be there. And you know what? What's great, I think, for us is that it, it's not a huge outlay financially mm. for us to be there. Yes. So we can go there. Yes. And Spread the word, educate, create awareness. No, really, it's, I'm going to be there. I can't wait. We're going to cover it in one of our issues. And do you have a website or any way that people can get a hold of you? The, we actually predominantly use our Facebook page, which is Labrador and Golden Retriever Rescue South Africa. Uh, we don't focus on golden retrievers generally because there is a dedicated golden retriever yes. rescue. However, we we do not discriminate if there is a golden that needs so to be honorary, honorary yeah. Labrador. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And yes. often, you know, people have two dogs that they need to rehome, and it's a Labby and a, and a Jack Russell, for instance. We'll do yes. our best to rehome to, them. To help them both Yeah, together. absolutely, yeah. Okay, so Facebook, we're looking for Labrador and Golden Retriever Rescue. Go on there, like. I'm sure you post lots of news. Absolutely. And then you can find out how you can foster and how you can adopt one of these great, great doggies. <laughs> but thank you so much for being with us yeah, today. And thank bless you for you bringing for us, Harry. <laughs> yes, yeah, thank you for uh, bringing Harry. We will Harry. put a photo of Harry up on our What You Miss page. Go check it out. He really is beautiful, but he's huge. <laughs> yes, he is huge. We, <laughs> we love him. We love him. Thanks so Thanks much for so having much. us. Ladies. We right. really appreciate it. Uh, and when we come back, we've got our celebrity guest, Ben, ben Karpinski, telling us about meowsers. Cliffcentral.com so we decided to keep Harry in the studio because yeah, he's, he's so, so chilled and so relaxed. I think I'm going to have to kidnap this dog and take him home with me. Yeah, no. <laughs> he, he doesn't look like he's moving anytime no, soon. No, no, no. But I just want to say thank you to one of our listeners, Michelle Kirschenbaum. She sent us yeah, a wonderful yeah. link about a Labrador um, doing his job of fetching tricks, uh, sticks and, 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 and mm-hmm. training. So we will have a look at that after the show. Thanks so much, Michelle. Love it when, when our listeners get it looks like uh, so, uh, I think it's www.thedo.do. Do do. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to check out but that we will link have after a look. this show. Thanks so much. But now we've got Ben Kopinski in studio with yeah. us, and Ooh, he's a cat yeah. man. Hi, Ben. Thanks for coming in today. Yeah, great guys. Nice to be here. Tell us about your love of all things kitty cat. Well, it's an interesting story actually. Uh, we aren't. Well, my girlfriend and I moved in together. <sighs> probably what February officially to this new place we are now and we were never going to be pet owners Mm -hmm. I don't think there's there's a rule in place we're not allowed to be pet owners and we noticed there was a cat in the building and uh, for a couple of months we would see the cat in passing and then whenever I would come to work here in the morning show I would be in darkness at 5.30 on my way to work and this cat would be in the car park so I kind of thought is it homeless the cat was in really good condition though she's a very good looking cat well fed and then, sorry but surely, the cat started like, actually following me home. <laughs> as in, I would get into the driveway and come to the door. Yes. I wouldn't let her in. And then one day, she like, kind of came in, and then we started feeding her a bit. So little bit by little bit, she so, got into your home. <laughs> exactly. Over like a four-month period. So much so that the cat kind of wanders to adopt us. So Aww. we're kind of going with it. It's a beautiful cat, and we wanted a pet, but we weren't going to go and actually get one. We can't have a dog, unfortunately, yes. so Harry's safe. <laughs> <laughs> Although I had your idea earlier. I oh, know, he's so gorgeous. Well, uh, we have a pic here of Meowsers. Uh, it's, it's gone off there. Yeah, well, he's like, he looks like a bit of a Siamese. She, yeah, she got touched the Siamese. So what kind of, we, we realized that the cat, um, Meowsers had an owner, okay? And her name is actually Saber. It's her <laughs> real name. <laughs> and, kind of like uh, that. But we weren't going to say anything. We really liked having the cat around. And it was actually just so cool for us to have a pet. Yes. Again, I had no idea it would have such a profound impact on our lives. Oh, it does. Anyway, she was there. We fed her. She had a little bed, 
And she would come and go as she pleases. She was obviously like a cat of her own means. So, so she had another owner at the same she time. She did, basically on the other side of the corridor, right? Okay. She was one of three cats that lived, technically speaking, in this place. But where the story kind of got interesting is that, um, well, we just called her Meowsers because she'd walk into the house and she would just meow at us. <laughs> As in, I like, mean, right, I'm here. Give me food. Me, stroke yeah. me. I'm going to be gone for Feed a little bit. Isn't, isn't Mouser a cat on Pokemon? I think so. Could be. Yeah. Well, we just thought it was a kind of catchy name, and it suited her because she was playful and cute. That, that cat on Pokemon with the money on yes, top of his head. I'm sure his name's Mauser. Something like that, yeah. Something to that effect. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, so, Ben. <laughs> so the, the part of the story became interesting and kind of formalized our relationship, I guess. Um, Mauser's got an abscess on her, on her cheek, oh. and it was pretty big. It was like... Um, like thimble size and it protruded and it didn't smell great. So, um, my brother's fiance is a vet. So I, I sent her a picture on WhatsApp. I said, look, there's something wrong with Mel's. She's got this really big abscess and I can't quite like call it just a scratch. Mm-hmm. So she said, no, this is, this is really bad. So she came, picked her up, took her to her practice. Turned out, uh, she rubbed a blade of grass into this little cut and the grass then sort of reacted terribly and she got this really huge abscess which needed right. to be cut out Jeez. and drained. Oh so um, the night before, I found out who the real owner was. I walked down the corridor with this cat. Okay, it was kind of like a weird <laughs> thing to do. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to go tell is this, this woman yours? that this cat is kind of living with us needs an operation. So um, the lady who owns the cat, uh, she, she took one look at me and the cat and said, oh, no, what has she done now? Oh, no. So it turns out she's been going around the building, eating here and there and kind of going oh, to people's houses. nice life. So, yes. so, so you felt living. special when she came to well, you. Meanwhile. We are actually special. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out from day one, this cat did not want to be indoors. She wanted a break out and she wanted to go live all over. She once actually went and lived in a guest house for two weeks across the road. <laughs> and when they kind of realized that she wasn't, you know, homeless of, of, of a bill paying quality, she kind of <laughs> kicked out. So she just found her own little place, but then she felt really cool with us. And then that was where she stayed. So she kind of adopted you. She hey? did. So then uh, the woman, um, lovely day, she said, look, I'm, I'm sorry if my cat's been bothering you. I was like, no, not at all. But she does need an operation. So she's like, okay, cool. I'll take her to the vet tomorrow. I said, don't worry about it. We're gonna, we've already sorted out. We're taking her. Um, I know a vet, so no problem. And then she went off and then she had to have this cone in her head. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And she had to physically stay indoors for 10 days. Now, this is a cat that has, doesn't stay indoors. So she was kind of under house arrest. And then during this time... <laughs> Mouse is kind of like realized, okay, this is home. This is a good place to stay. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of, she's been our kitty ever since. And it's a big part of our lives. I had no idea a cat could have such a big part. I grew up with cats in a household, but I mean, you're a child, so you got all Mm. kinds of distractions. But Mm. now this cat is like a big feature of the place. No, absolutely. Well, I mean, apparently couples who have pets are more likely Mm. to stay together. So there's a Mm. bonus. Oh, they they do so much. They can help with depression. They can do so much to have a pet in the house. So does she still wonder? Will she settle down your place only? Well, she's completely house trained, so to speak. We have a little tray for emergencies, which doesn't really ever come into play. So she goes out. She comes back every now and again. Like we go away on weekends and she'll just chill out. She'll go somewhere else. Like uh, it's it's a, very, it's a loose relationship. It's a perfect, yeah, perfect relationship. But the thing is, she'll go out and she'll go do whatever she needs to do, and then she'll come back. She'll just mount the door, and then she comes, and then winter, summer, whatever, she'll go do her own thing. Yes. So and come back when she needs to come back. Yeah. It's, How it's, old do you think she is? We're guessing around seven. Okay. So she's she's been around the block a few times. <laughs> but yeah, she's just a really cool add-on. And, and like you say, she's a great addition to our my girlfriend and I relationship as well because 
I've been away a few times on business over the last sort of right. 18 months. And I've been so it's gone company. For like a week. Mm. And, uh, it's company. Yes. My, my girlfriend was quite poorly for like a week. She had an illness and, um, I, mean, I was just kind of stuck with her, like Florence yes. Nightingale, <laughs> there and like doing the kneading on. Oh, yes, they do. She was making bread. Hey? It was just crazy how this cat from being a complete stranger was like now part of our lives. But uh, I've heard it's not that, that uncommon that cats actually do this. Yes. No, they do. They, they love wandering. I used to have a cat that was adopted from the SBCA and used to go missing for days on end. Mm. And then I found out we lived two streets away from lawyers' offices. Mm-hmm. And this cat used to go and sit on this big lawyer's desk the whole day she just used to hang out in his office until the day they left and locked up and they'd locked her inside you can imagine the chaos the cat screaming and the whole thing she never went back there again but they do <laughs> they they love going to find they have taste i think yeah and, other uh, people. i think cats choose their home they're not going to be yes, told where to live um we've got a message from one of your fans ben michelle Ben, I'm so glad you finally get a proper platform to be a cat oak <laughs> uh, without, Gareth, moment, without Gareth giving you crap. So. Uh, I, I get a lot of stick, but I, I, don't, I don't really care. But this is the thing. This is the irony about Ben. He's like, he's the sports guy. He's into gymming. He's into fitness. And then he has this cat There's called Mouser. <laughs> yeah. But and I, do you kiss and cuddle? <laughs> she, she, she's very affectionate. Now that it's getting colder, she's very cuddly towards us. Yeah. Does yeah. she sleep with you? Yeah. Oh, Which was also a big no-no, but now she sleeps in the bed. <laughs> and then you can read over against that, I guess. <laughs> it, it always ends up that way. But I mean, uh, why not dogs though? I mean, I know you live in a complex, but yeah, I, I, you don't sadly, strike me as a dog person. No, I, I, I really, 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 really want a Labrador. Oh really? Um, my girlfriend and I are setting our sights on that. It's just, it's, uh, purely a, a housing issue. Yes. We don't okay. have a garden. We live on the second floor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that day we, we're working towards that. It's just a uh, progressional step, you know? Well, there you go. We've got the ladies here from Lab Rescue right here. You know where to go. They just look like amazing dogs. They've got so much character. And as they get older, they become more mature looking like old men. And (laughs) (laughs) they age with them. Yes, they do. They do. So growing up, you say you always had animals in the house? Yeah, three cats and uh, dogs in various stages. Yes. Yeah, probably about six or seven animals in total in contact growing up. Mm. Which was always cool and such an essential part of the house. And I, there was a stage where I lived in animalless surroundings and I always felt like it was always lacking something. Yes. Mm. And now with, obviously with Mousies, it's kind of been driven home that it does make a home and it's so essential. It's like having that living, th- I could never live in a home without an animal. They just bring mm. life and energy exactly. into your home. They really do. But now, uh, how are you with feeding her and taking care of her or does your girlfriend land up doing all that kind of work? <laughs> Or is this, is she sort of looking to you to see what kind of a dad you're going to be one day? <laughs> yes. Sure. If yes. that is the case, then I'm going to be amazing, I guess. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> um, I, I would say I kind of, I kind of feed her the most. Um, she went through a stage of waking me up at every morning at four, which is a stretch because I mean, I, that last 45 minutes is key to my sleep before I come here. So she's got out of that routine. So she now knows the alarm clock for me means the alarm clock for breakfast. Uh, okay. So we've got that down. It's pretty cool. Which is very early for Ben. I mean, he's up yeah, at what? With Gareth's show, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then she kind of goes out. Well, now she sleeps in a bit. But yeah, and then in the evening around five, I'm generally at home just before gym and then I feed her. And so you happy. do and play with her? Does she have favorite games? Uh, she's a real catnip, um, uh-huh. Oh, she's hooked on catnip. <laughs> like, she, she goes mull on the catnip. Um, my, my brother's fiance, of course, because she gets the stuff, a pretty pure grade of catnip from, from her boss. <laughs> she's connected. Uh, from Swaziland. 
it's it's an unknown source. I think it it, it grows in the in the in the climates of Olivedale. And uh, yeah, she, you can get her to get like we got we got this bed for her because we obviously want her to sleep in there. So we put catnip in there. She goes crazy for about twenty minutes, and then she realizes she doesn't like the bed. Catnip's oh, worn okay. off. Keep the bed more than catnip. It's amazing how you can't tell a cat where to sleep. Out. No, I've what seen, is it? I don't actually know. I don't know, but it, it's incredible <laughs> to see how they just adore the yeah, stuff. Something about it. Something yeah, it about mental. it. It's like a drug for them. But yeah, there's yeah. somebody at Daniela Panzero who says Ben actually called her Princess Kitty Mau Mau's. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben, come confession time. <laughs> um, sure, put on the spot. <laughs> Okay, I'll be open. Daniel is my girlfriend. Ah, and she. So it's truth, yeah. She she had this bedspread that basically had princess on the pillows, <laughs> like in this regal font, and then she would kind of sleep on that. So it always looked. It was quite funny. She took a picture once, and there was princess, and then there was there was kitty. Kitty Mau Mau. So princess Kitty Mau Mau. <laughs> so if you if you take it to the vet, you've got a state official name. Yes. Yeah, I guess we go. Do with you that say one. princess Kitty Mau Mau? <laughs> Up until now, it's just been Kitty. Just because then if we called her Kitty in the building, it would look like there's no association. It'd be like, oh, hey, Kitty. Yes, yeah. yes. It's kind of generic. Could be any other cat. <laughs> yes. And, and I presume she was already spayed by the time she came to you otherwise. Yep. Came kind of like a full service history, I guess. <laughs> again, you know, her owner is down the way. And uh, okay. if she ever came knocking and said, look, we're moving or whatever. Yes, what would happen? You then? wouldn't give it up. Are you now sharing custody well, officially it's, right it's now? It's not so much sharing custody. I think her son's a bit upset that the cat doesn't want to live there. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mean in a harsh sense, just that, you know, the door is open most of the day because we it's, like to get air circulation. So you know, Meows can go anywhere she wants. Yeah, she yeah. just decides that little spot is where it suits her right now. So what happens if you do move into a bigger place to get your Labrador? Um... Look, yeah, we'll, we'll, coming with we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge, and the intention would be that, yeah, we want to obviously keep her in our, in our lives. I smell a court case coming on. <laughs> well, whatever it takes, but uh, you know, it, it's, I'll, I'll be realistic about it. But uh, I think when it comes down to it, we might just steal her. You just uh, adopt uh, them uh, another <laughs> cat and just replace her. No, look, I, I, mm. we have a pretty good relationship with with Corin, and um, yeah, she's been really cool. And oh, we're looking after the cat. The cat's happy. We could we can make up a story that the cat disappeared. Meanwhile, yeah, just, yeah, just went. Just put up some day. posters. Have you seen my cat? No, no. Meanwhile, it's at the new place. Yes, <laughs> yes. Living, living in luxury. No, I think cats are just—they're the most amazing creatures. They, as you said, they're so independent. They do yeah. what they please. Yeah. And and it's interesting to me is you do get cat people and dog people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People that prefer cats. People that prefer dogs. Cats are so much easier to take care of. Mm. You can also learn a lot from a cat. Like a dog's pretty easygoing. You get home dog loves to see you feed the dog dog loyal for life mm. you get home the cat might not look at you yeah um, it will decide and basically like if you know every now and again we see cat food that looks really fancy you get it so she'll have two bites go this is amazing but you spend lots of money on it so i'm going to leave it yes stick yes. it i don't want this i'd rather bring in a, a mouse or something like that yeah. <laughs> so you never know so you gotta it's it's a thing of patience you know like um daniela might come home and just feel like a really low day and want some love from the cat and uh, Kitty's not in the Not movie. from you, <laughs> from the cat. Not, not in the movie, but, but like two hours later while sitting on the bed, then Kitty will come in her own time. Yes. My cat has this thing, wherever I want to stand up, then it will sit on my lap. And then I'm like, oh, I don't want to be rude and be like, cat, now move. <laughs> so, yeah, then I sit for five minutes more. I'm like, okay. It's like they do have like a mind of their own <laughs> towards yes, things. Do. And I'm sure they have a little chuckle in that. 
12 hours a day asleep while I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Definitely laughing about the situation. And only like sort of once you've just gotten dressed or you've put on a jersey, then they want to come sit on you and, and make you the hairs. Yeah. And does she hunt, Ben? She brought you any gifts yet? Well, put it this way. She's, she is quite street. She's brought home, I think, three small mice. Or it could just be the same mouse. Having a <laughs> um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if she's taken down flying objects. You know, she, she, we've seen her have a bit of a turf war. I think other cats in the neighborhood have found out that this is a good house to be in. Mm-hmm. And uh, Meowsy's guards us. She's defending it. She is. She, she chased away two other cats who were coming close to us the other day. She's very, very It's so cool. I would say real men love animals. So, yeah. Ben, go well, for you it. You much. enjoy yeah. your Princess Kitty Mau Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Ben, thanks so much for coming in today. Oh, guys, tell us here. about Thank her. You, and yeah, we'll be back again next week. Same time, same place to tell you more about our wonderful animal friends. Thanks for now. Cliffcentral.com.